Hey everyone, welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. Today on the podcast, we have a special presentation from Sarah Reese. Sarah talks to dancers about some of the emotional challenges they might face while dancing and how to work through them. Without further ado, here's Sarah. There is a lot of human development that takes place in our dance training that we often don't think about. The physical development is usually very obvious. Our lines, our flexibility, our posture, our aesthetics and technique. We often even realize the artistic development, our use of breath, our conveying of a story, how we travel through stage and interpret ideas, how we present our emotions to the audience. But one thing we often forget to talk about in our dance journey is our emotional development. Our emotional development as a competitor and as a human developing through life. This podcast will bring forward a few ideas that we can reflect on as we go through our emotional development as a competitive dancer. It is geared toward teenage dancers and pre-professional dancers who may be entering a career in dance after high school. The first philosophical question to ask yourself is, how important is winning to you? What does winning mean for you? What sort of emotions do you feel when you win? And what emotions do you feel when you lose? It's okay if we have set the goal that we want to win. Of course, we like to win. It's always enjoyable to win dance competitions and to have really positive winning experiences. But ultimately, if that's always our goal and the only thing we're focusing on, we are setting ourselves up for subjective evaluation, which means we are putting all of our success on the opinion of someone else. And some days that opinion may lay in our favor and other days it may not. So we need to be very careful about how much emphasis we are putting on the winning and instead take the opportunity to really focus on our performance. They often say there's no winning and losing. There's only winning and learning. One of the first things that we can look at outside of our dance skill set is specifically learning how to set goals and developing our reflection skills. So learning how to set goals that are measurable, attainable, reasonable, and finding ways that we can work towards them with short-term, in-term goals and milestones to achieve. It's not about perfection. It's truly about the effort. And when you bring that effort day in and day out, that is when the transformation happens. Learning how to refine our reflection skills is going to be a critical part of the process that we are going on with putting forward that effort towards our goals. The second life skill we learn in our dance journey 
is going to happen whether we want it to or not, and that is time management and organization. If you do not have a control and a grip on your time management, your life will seem like it is spiraling out of control away from you. We need to have an order to our schedule in order to be able to finish all of the assignments that we have, the schoolwork that we have. Um, we need to set aside time for our social engagements, all while managing our dance training schedule or our work schedule on top of that. And this is going to take organization. It's going to take consistency. You're going to need to be checking in on lots of different things and keeping track of everything and communicating with the adults in your life about uh, how to make this all work. If you just rely on your parents to do all of your organization for you, this will probably fail because it will get very complex as you get older. So learning to manage your time and to stop procrastinating and avoiding things that you can get done immediately, if it's something that you can do quickly and immediately and just get it done, then do it then and do it quickly and get that over with so things don't start to spiral and stack up on top of each other. It's about staying on top of things that can be done quickly. It's about managing your time. It's about setting aside time for things that are going to need to get done. It's about communicating with the adults, getting yourself organized, getting yourself a time management platform, whether that be an app on your cell phone or a calendar app, writing down notes, keeping track of when you need to be at dance events or auditions or competitive rehearsals, and starting to create a system for yourself that is going to set you up for success with respect to time management and organization. Competitive dance provides us an amazing leadership opportunity. Competitive dance allows us to work on our leadership skills, not only mentoring the dancers that are younger than us, but also demonstrating sportspersonship and working through those hard feelings. Some days are going to be harder than others in the dance competition journey. Some days are long and more difficult. There might be interpersonal problems. Maybe you don't agree with the judges. Maybe you had an argument with your parents on the way to the theater, or you forgot a costume and you're embarrassed that something went wrong. There's so many big emotion things that can happen on this dance journey. And how we react to them, how we move forward, and how we carry ourselves is a major life lesson that we will take with us forever as we go into our adult years, as we start uh, developing ourselves as a career person. The ability to recover from challenge and have resilience is something that we will always take with us. So not only are we developing our leadership skills, but we're also developing our grit and our resilience and our ability to be adaptable. The next life skill I want to talk about is the ability to win with grace and the ability to lose with grace. So are you winning with a humble attitude? Are you grateful for that win, but also being kind to those who perhaps maybe finished second or third or didn't place at all? When you lose, are you bitter and disgruntled? Are you angry? Are you overcome by your emotions of those losses? Or are you able to learn from it 
and set further goals and work to grow in your dance training. Having the ability to go through your competitive dance journey with the ability to win with grace and lose with grace is an important life lesson, not just for the immediate dance competition, but for carrying on in life. Things will not always be easy. Things will not always go the way that we want them to. And so having the opportunity to work on accepting failure, processing it, leaning into it, learning from it, recovering and coming back stronger is going to make us the best person that we can be. And it's a very important skill to master. But the truth is, we may never actually master it. So it might just be something that we are continually working on for the rest of our life. And that's okay. The more that we pay attention to it, and we pay attention to our emotions and how we respond to things, the better we will get at it. And any struggles that we face in life will become easier to handle. Learning to understand when we are feeling emotion and learning to be able to articulate it, to be able to use words to describe it, is really helpful in our understanding of what we are going through. Sometimes some people might have a difficult time using words to explain it and might be better off actually dancing their feelings because they are trained in how to express through the use of their body. Or journaling is also another great way where we can start to write down things and process things through a journal. Learning to understand our emotion will help us in our emotional regulation. So ultimately what we're working towards is being able to respond to a stimulus, to an event, to a loss without responding heavily in emotion because we're able to understand that we are experiencing emotion, but we don't need to respond to it. We can understand that it's there and we can sit in it and we can work to release it and bring ourselves back to a, a state of calmness as we can. And then we can respond to those feelings later. Something to think about if you're in a high state of emotion it's probably not the best time to have difficult conversations with our friends or family. Go home, sleep on it, let yourself return to a more neutral state, and then have those conversations. You can approach your friends or your parents in a clearer state of mind. When we are emotionally loaded and everything is just kind of firing, we might say things that we regret or we might not say things as clear with, with as clear communication as we are hoping for because it's coming from a place of emotion. So learning to understand what emotional control is or emotional regulation, it's the ability to understand we are in a high emotional state and to step back, take some time, process it and then respond later and have those difficult conversations later when you can approach them from a much neutral place. And that probably will come from a place of more respect, understanding, of more kindness, 
and a lot of your anger or your disappointment or your high emotions will have settled. Celebrate in others' success. Do we have the ability to have compersion and happiness for other human beings when they are experiencing success? Sometimes we might have jealousy where we really wanted that success for ourselves, but maybe our friend got it instead. This is natural. It's okay to feel this way. But we can also work on learning to feel happy for others because they too have put in that work and they too also have those goals. There is enough success to go around for everyone. Just because someone is achieving something that you might not be um, achieving that day or that time or that week or even that year, it doesn't mean that there isn't success for you. We all bloom at different times and in different ways And sometimes it takes time for us to develop our niche and really understand who we are as an artist. And it might take us several different paths and seven different tries to really figure out who that is. And sometimes we get so fixated on particular wins, particular trophies or opportunities that we can get really hard on ourselves and we can really look negatively on some of those relationships that we can have with our peers because it's rooting from a place of jealousy. And it's a great opportunity to kind of keep that in check, take a look at it and assess if you're having those feelings and why, where might they be coming from? Sometimes we just feel like our hard work isn't being recognized or that we're continually day after day putting in this hard work and we're not getting anywhere. And sometimes with that information, there are changes that we can make. There's conversations that we can have with our dance teachers and you'd be surprised how much a difference that can make. But as humans, we often like to avoid confrontation. So we often don't have tough conversations And we often sometimes just don't have conversations with adults either. So my encouragement to you is learn how to communicate with adults. You also need to learn how to communicate with your peers. But learn how to communicate with adults in a way that you are comfortable and be able to outline what your goals are and what you are trying to achieve and get comfortable asking for help. As you take these steps to ask for more help, be sure that you're ready to follow through with your effort, that you are ready to make changes and make bigger commitments to advancing your training by putting in the effort and the consistency and the dedication that shows the people around you that you're serious about this. It's important to know that your dance teachers want to hear from you. They want to have those private conversations with you to help you reach your dance goals. So if there's certain things that you're feeling, but you're not necessarily communicating with them, take the opportunity to check in on that and see ways that you could potentially be better at communicating with your dance teachers about how you're thinking or feeling or what you're experiencing on your journey Because most likely, there's a lot that they can do to help you. But if they don't know, then they're not going to be able to help direct you to additional training or additional ballet or 
reading materials or resources or online classes or visualization techniques. There's so much that they can also be supporting you with, but they really need to know that that's something you're seeking. And if you can really start to identify what might be creating those negative emotions or jealous emotions, that will help you understand yourself and your own personality. And it is totally natural and okay to have those jealous feelings because we want you know, things for ourselves. But there is enough success to go around. And as we learn to be happy for our friends and our peers and our fellow competitors, and we learn to celebrate in their success and honor their journey and the hard work that they are also putting in, we are going to be rewarded back twofold with our own joy. And that will fuel us forward. And we will be inspired by them and we will push ourselves harder and in turn we will all grow together and experience more success because we rise together. Dance competitions provide an amazing opportunity to work on our positive attitude. You may have noticed in your dance training that positivity is infectious and there's someone who sometimes comes into a room and they just have this positive glow and people are attracted to them like a magnet. It should be our goal to want to be that person, the the person that just embodies positivity because that's really ultimately making the world a better place. It's creating an ambiance of happiness, of joy, keeping the negativity out, keeping the gossip out, and really just focusing on maintaining a positive space. One of the best things that we can do as a learner not just as a dancer, but as a learner of any skill, is to learn from those that are more advanced than us, but also learn from those that are beginners. Because beginners have a really fresh perspective and attitude towards their learning experience. They see things and ask questions and think about content in a completely different way than an advanced learner. So learning from dancers that are at the beginner level or at any level below us really helps us work on a really refined foundational dance technique. It's also going to teach us to look at dance through a different lens. And this is going to transfer into life in all areas. If you can learn to look at life through the lens of a beginner, that is going to get you to ask more questions. Does it make sense that we are doing something a certain way? Could we be doing it a different way? Is there a better way, a more streamlined way? Have we evolved with the times? Is this still current? Beginners come with questions and a unique set of struggles. And if we can tap into that and carry that with us through life, we will be successful in just the way that we observe the world in whatever business or career we're going to. Beginners also bring to the classroom a unique enthusiasm and curiosity that we sometimes lose touch with as an advanced dancer. So it's really good to check back into that. Assisting your dance studio as an assistant dance teacher is a way for you to also engage with beginner learners while taking on a leadership opportunity. It will teach us patience and it will teach us 
to slow down and look at things differently. We should be taking the time to develop an appreciation for the opportunities to dance and seek opportunities for growth as a dancer and in life. Another thing that we can take ownership of is apologizing when necessary. Sometimes we make mistakes as a human. Sometimes we meant to make a joke, but it turned out to be offensive to somebody and we hurt their feelings. Sometimes it gets hard to have difficult conversations and we would prefer to just ignore it or pretend it didn't happen. If we can learn to take ownership of our mistakes, then we can work towards having positive communication with our peers. That is a huge life skill that will go far no matter where you go in the corporate business career world. Communication and owning our mistakes, apologizing, saying sorry and moving forward and and being truthful and meaning it when you say you'll try not to do it again or you won't do it again has meaningful and powerful impact. So working on owning our mistakes, being honest, and working on talking through difficult conversations will carry you so far in life and in dance because dance as a collective is a very intimate field of artistry. Dancers really need to rely on each other, not only for safety in lifts and the collective artistic vision. Dancers are really a tight unit and our communication skills, our honesty and our ability to apologize and take ownership of our mistakes is really going to help create a team cohesion and um, a personal connection and it's going to bring forward that artistic vision when a team is working so cohesively together. The dance industry is also very, very small. And when they say everyone knows everyone, that really is the truth. So as you go on to work as a professional dancer, if you have people that you failed to apologize to for things that happened in your past, you may actually be setting yourself up to lose out on opportunities that you could otherwise have obtained through networking and through having those positive relationships. So you really don't want to burn any bridges and you can work towards that by just owning your mistakes and apologizing when necessary and know that you're a human being who's a work in progress And sometimes we will slip up and sometimes we will make mistakes and that's okay. We can get back up and we can try and be better. Learn to take compliments and receive them openly. This is a very difficult thing for a lot of people. We are often so judgmental on ourselves. We criticize ourselves. We're our own biggest critic that when we receive a compliment, we just brush it off. When someone compliments us, we often counter it with a negative. Start to accept compliments, say thank you, and internalize what people are saying. We are our biggest critic. We are the biggest critic of ourselves. So we're constantly feeding in this negative self-talk to ourselves. If we just stopped and started to listen to the compliments that other people are telling us, 
And we allow that to be absorbed and to seep into our pores and into our soul and really believe it and really feel it. Imagine the difference that will make in our world. So learn how to accept compliments from judges, from dance teachers, from your peers. Say thank you, acknowledge them, but also work to internalize them and listen to that voice and take that in. If you need to take those compliments and write them on a stick-it note and post them all over your bathroom mirror, do whatever you need to do. But those are the things that you need to be listening to and internalizing, not your negative self-voice. To balance that, learn how to give honest and meaningful compliments to others. Again, there's so much negativity in the world. If you can learn to really be honest and truthful and give unique, meaningful compliments to others, you're going to make them feel amazing. And as they feel amazing, that will come back to you. And collective, we can um, build this really united dance community where it's a place of support and love and passion. And we're all united by our love of dance. Learn to embrace the difficult loss as an opportunity for growth. Sometimes it's really difficult to perhaps see the way the judges adjudicated something. We are so emotionally invested. We've put in lots of money and time and work um, and our hearts and our souls and our passions are put into this thing. And sometimes it's very difficult to to take that loss because we are so emotionally invested in the win. No matter what happens when we are winning or we're losing, there's something to learn. So that's really the way to look at life. What am I going to learn for next time so that I can be better? And then we are just putting one foot in front of the other and going on this journey so that we are always a work in progress and we are making a a journey towards our best self. And develop resiliency of the mind. Our mind can get tired, our mind can fatigue, and sometimes our body doesn't feel like dancing, but sometimes our mind doesn't feel like dancing, or we feel like we've fallen out of love with dancing because we wanna spend more social time with our friends. Dance is a sacrifice. We do have to give up a lot. Maybe we don't get to work at our weekend job as much as we would like or see our friends as much as we would like because it is a commitment. And it sometimes gets hard to balance all of it. And you're going to be on this kind of ebb and flow. And there will be difficult times. So learning to develop that resiliency of the mind and understand It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's going to be periods of time that you don't love the process that much. But that's life. Everything you do, it will probably be like that for the rest of your life. You'll get a new job and you might love it for six months and then it starts to get a little bit boring. And this is just the way things are. So things will not always be easy. We need to learn to be resilient, to be able to stick them out, to have the to have the grit and to go through that grind to be able to come out the other side. Because if we just throw it away prematurely, we won't really ever reach our full potential. So learning to have the resiliency of the mind, as well as the dedication, the resiliency to the physical hard work, 
is going to be an important part of our dance journey as well as an important part of our journey through life. I hope you love these things that I've brought forward for you to think about. And remember that dance competition is meant to be fun. It's meant to be supportive. It's meant to get us out on stage and dancing in the bright lights for a cheering audience of supportive fans. And we should leave those experiences feeling positive. And if we don't leave those experiences feeling positive, it's a good time to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves why. What is the root of the problem? Uh, where is that coming from? And if it's coming from a large spectrum of emotions, that's okay. That is totally okay. There are big feelings involved. So what can we do with that? How can we work to reduce that next time? But how can we channel that energy into our training, into what we're going to focus on when we get back into the studio? And again, that resilience of the mind and that resilience of the body. And what can we learn in this process? So this is just a reminder that dance is more than just physical development and artistic development. We also have to develop as the whole person and work on our emotional development on our leadership, on our communication, and on growing as a human being. We call this process a growth mindset. So we want to go forward in life with the mindset that we can always be growing and improving in all areas. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. I wish you the best success in your upcoming competitive season, your dance season, and your journey in dance after high school. Remember that you are a whole person and you need to focus on your physical development, your aesthetic and artistic development, as well as your emotional development. But also don't forget the interpersonal development and all of those relationships that you're going to make on your journey in dance. The dance industry is a beautiful community of amazing human beings, and we are so glad that you are a part of it. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was an amazing reminder that just like we work on training our physical skills, we also need to work on our emotional growth. This will allow us to truly become the best dancers and best humans that we can be. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.